Uh, good morning, and uh, welcome to the Lewis Memorial Baptist Church uh, Rooted podcast uh, for this week 30. And uh, we're over halfway through the year. Going by fast. Going by fast. Uh, just, uh, what, about 21, 22 more, and we will be at the end of the year. Uh, last week I was with Matt, and we were in uh, chapters uh, 16 through 20 uh, here in First Samuel. And as we said last week, Samuel originally was just one book. It got broken down into two books when it was uh, converted over into Greek. And uh, so, but we're in First Samuel. Uh, we're going to start out with chapter 21 today, go 21 through 26. And got Brother Nathan with me, and uh, we're looking forward to having a, a good little talk here this morning. But uh, we're glad you're with us, and we're going to start looking at uh, the chapter 21. Kind of have to back up just about in uh, chapter 20, and uh, it brings us up to where we are. Uh, actually, in chapter 20, we find that Jonathan had met with David, and um, he had uh, advised him not to come back to the palace. Uh, told him, he said, you need to flee. Right. Uh, Dad's after you, and yep. uh, he's coming after you, and so you need to get out. Uh, get out of Dodge. You need to get home, get, get to your own place, and... And he did. He fled, and he fled to uh, Nob, and uh, he met there with the with the priest uh, Ahimelech. And uh, it's kind of interesting how he approached him, because uh, Ahimelech, Ahimelech wanted to know. He says, "Well, why are you alone? You know, what are you doing here?" And I think he already had some idea of what was going on between David and Saul, and uh, and so he was kind of inquiring from David of what's going on and. And, of course, David answered him, and he says, Oh, the kings gave me a mission. Well, that was not exactly the truth, was it? No, and I, I, I believe, again, he's going to use some type of acting and some type of deception. Oh, yeah. In he, another, another place in there. Absolutely. But, actually, I think what David was trying to do was to keep Ahimelech uh, uh, from knowing everything because he was looking for some help. From mm. Ahimelech, he was looking for food and he's looking for some support, um, and he didn't want Ahimelech to know uh, some of this stuff so that he he couldn't be accused of helping him mm-hmm. by knowing and about given to the enemy. You know, right. we might say. Being disloyal to the king. Didn't, yeah, he didn't yeah. didn't want Saul uh, blaming Ahimelech for this, and so he told him. He says, "You know," he said, "I'm on a mission," and he says. Uh, you know, I've got uh, I've got my young men. You know, they're off down here, and uh, what we need is we need something to eat. And he didn't have anything except for the uh, for the showbread. And uh, uh, we find that he's he questioned David about the men, about them being pure and mm-hmm. uh, being able to accept uh, this food. I believe the bread was uh, like twelve loaves of bread, one for each uh, tribe. And uh, it was changed out every so often. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then whenever it was changed out, then the priests were able to eat, you know, eat mm-hmm. the bread. And uh, so Ahimelech actually, I believe, kept about six loaves and gave him six loaves and uh, was was helping him out there a little bit. Uh, and so the uh, one of uh, Saul's servants, though, were that was there. He happened to overhear some of this stuff. His name was uh, Doeg, I think, D-O-E-G, Doeg. Uh, he was an Edomite, and he was a chief of the, uh, Saul's shepherds. 
he was there and he heard all that was going on. And uh, David said to Ahimelech, says, do you have a, have a spear or a sword? He said, I, you know, I don't have my weapon you know, with me. And, and what did he pull out? I think we saw this in Vacation Bible School. And uh, he brought uh, Goliath's sword out, unwrapped it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly why it was there. Uh, but anyway, it was there. I believe it was probably God's provision for David at this point. Right. And it was brought out, and uh, David uh, David really accepted that, and he took it. And I think he said, well, there's none other like it. Uh, David had used it to kill mm-hmm. Goliath, and, uh, and who else should have the sword but David? So, I was going to say earlier about the issue about the bread. That was brought up in the, uh, the Gospels and... Uh, Mm-hmm. account with Jesus right. and uh, how his um, the disciples were picking grain yep. and eating it all and I believe it was on this everything happened on the, on the Sabbath, Sabbath day yeah. and uh, I, I noticed that in my Bible that uh, there's a yeah, the consecrated bread mm-hmm. yeah the Spiro Zodiates Bible here that uh, at the bottom of the page that he did go into a a discussion about that, and uh, mm-hmm. that according to the Levitical law, the hallowed bread is only be eaten by the priests who lived in the sanctuary. However, there's a higher law than the Levitical ordinance, and mm-hmm. uh, Jesus talks about that. And yeah, in the New Testament, yeah, in the New Testament, mm-hmm. and when the um, his enemies, the enemies of Christ, mm-hmm. question him about that. Yeah, we're accusing the disciples for eating, mm-hmm. the plucking, and yeah, and he said, "Have you not heard?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. They just wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, are you not going to tell me what I want to hear? Uh, but uh, David uh, took the sword and everything, took the bread. Um, then we come down to the 10th verse, and it says there that uh, he, he fled to Gath. Now, I thought this was kind of interesting. He, f- he flees to a Philistine place. Mm-hmm. You think, you know... That's kind of interesting that he would do that. I mean, not only is Saul after him, but you'd think the Philistines were after him. I mean, after all that he's done to them, you know. Right. Uh, for and last week we we find that he killed Goliath, mm-hmm. and last week we find that uh, in order to take uh, Michelle as his wife, he had to kill a thousand or a hundred Philistines. Well, he mm-hmm. went out and he killed two hundred of them mm-hmm. instead of a hundred. He killed two hundred. And uh, so you, you wonder, well, why would he even go down there? And uh, uh, King Achish uh, was the king down there. And, and, uh, and then some of, his, uh, some of his people says, well, don't you know who this is? I mean, they, they knew who mm-hmm. David was. Mm-hmm. And, and they knew that he was the one who had uh, slain the thousands. Saul yeah. had slain the thousands and David the tens of thousands. Yeah, they, they even quoted that to him and David uh, David took that to heart. He realized at that point, hey, I've been made out. I, they know who I am. Uh, I'm in trouble here. Mm-hmm. And so what does he do, Nathan? What does David do? You you alluded to this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He changed his behavior and acted like a madman. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting to me about this, and maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, is the lack of, the lack of commentary on his behavior. Yeah. I would think that it might say this displeased the Lord, it showed a lack of faith, or maybe he's just being cunning and skillful mm-hmm. in, and used his <laughs> acting ability yeah. to get out of the situation. But uh, unfortunately, we're not told exactly how this lined up in his favor with the Lord. Yeah. 
Well, we know that God was with David mm-hmm. all through his ordeals. God was with him. One of the things that I really took note of in, is in, in verse 14, where he says, Look, I says, can you see this? The man is crazy. <laughs> Achish said to his servants, Why did you bring him to me? He said, Do I have such a shortage of crazy people <laughs> that you brought this one to act crazy around me? <laughs> Do I have such a shortage of crazy people? Uh, you kind of wonder sometimes, you know, and we look at the folks around us and say, well, you know. <laughs> a lot we, of people have asked that question. Do we have such ages. a shortage of crazy people? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. And, but we find that uh, Saul increases in his uh, paranoia. He, he becomes really paranoid. Of course, David left Gath. He took off and he uh, took refuge in the, in the cave of Adullam. And uh, David's brothers and his mother, father, and his family, and, and even uh, uh, 400, I believe, other people kind of come down to be with him. It says that in addition to every man who was desperate, in debt, or discontented, uh, they rallied around him, and he became their leader. About 400 men were with him. And now, some would like criticize him and say he gathered the riffraff of society. The riffraff of society, yeah. You know. You know, sometimes people who have the greatest education and everything aren't always the smartest, are they? And that mm-hmm. carries into the New Testament and the writings of Paul, mm-hmm. where you see after your calling, not many wise, wise. not many mi- mm-hmm. mighty. And God constantly uses the little things in the Bible Absolutely. to do great things to show that it's not our ability, but His. His ability. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And then. David uh, went to uh, Mesbah uh, of Moab, and he talked to the king of Moab. He said, hey, you know, how about taking care of my mom and dad and watching over them there while I'm trying to figure out, you know, what, what God's will is for me. And, and, uh, and then he and they all go down to what they call a stronghold, uh, which was there in Moab. It's, it was Mesbah and Moab is what the stronghold was. And the prophet Gad comes and says, hey, don't stay here. You need to leave it. You need to go back to Judah. And uh, so he did. He left. And, and Saul heard about it. And when Saul heard about it, Saul, he, he, his paranoia just jumped right up again, mm-hmm. you know. This evil spirit that he had about him that just began to, hey, you know, here he is. He's coming after you, you know. He's after you. He's, he's against you. And, and so Saul stands up with his spear, and he begins to talk to the to the men and the people there, and he says, uh, listen to me, men uh, of Benjamin. He said, is this guy going to give you anything? Is he going to give you fields? Is, he's gonna, is he going to take care of you and all this? He said, why are you holding withholding information from me? He said, even my son, what did he say? Even my son mm-hmm. is... Uh, is helping him and and is stirring up you know controversy here. So and he says, why why don't you help me? He said he's he, you know he he's lying in ambush for me. And of course here this servant Doeg he speaks up. I saw him, mm-hmm. and he told him where he saw him. He said I saw him down down with the priest Ahimelech. And and listen to what he says. He says Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for him. Well, I don't remember reading that, did you? They said he inquired of the Lord for him and gave him provisions. That's in the 10th verse. And he said he gave him the sword of Goliath and the Philistines. And in other words, he was saying it's almost like Ahimelech was uh, was supporting him 
in all of his endeavors. And mm-hmm. that wasn't really true. As a matter of fact, Ahimelech would even question him, what are you doing here, you know, alone and all that? And it was David that was, was giving him information, mm-hmm. and it was not true information. It was false information. As you said, he was... He, uh, you can he, imagine how much all this took Ahimelech by surprise, you know. Oh, yeah. From the very first visit of David and to Saul coming. Oh. So he really had to... Oh, it really was a stammer surprise. and stutter to get his answer together. It know? really was a surprise when Saul came, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, we find that what Saul was doing is he he went down there and and he slaughtered them all, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He slaughtered all the priests. And then how David felt very badly. Yeah, he felt badly like about that. It was all his fault that all these people were killed. Yeah, yeah actually, he uh, Saul told Doeg to go down and kill him. I mean, you're the one who t- said this is what happened and everything. You, well, you got to be careful what you say. And, you know, you might say something about somebody, and then you'll be sent to them to have to deal with it. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Doig did. Said, uh, he went and he executed the priest. Um, but then yeah. you had those footmen that stood about him, that Saul said to him, said to them, slay the priest of the Lord, because... Their hand is also with David, and because they knew when he fled, they did not show it to me, but the servants of the king would not put forth their hand to fall upon the priests of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So he did ask one group, and Mm -hmm. they wouldn't do it, and uh, gave Doeg the the job to do it. Yeah, and how many did he strike down? Mm. He killed 85 men who wore linen ephods. And when you have the King James Version, you got to look at that and do the math. Because yeah. <laughs> it says four score and five persons, 85, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the sons of Ahimelech, uh, who was uh, uh, Abathar, uh, he escaped. He went down and told David what had happened and everything. And, and uh, David says, you know, he said, I knew... That Doeg was was there that day whenever that I was talking to him. And that's, as you said, uh, David felt badly about it. He said, I myself am responsible for the lives of every everyone in your family, your father's family. So David did. He felt, he felt very badly about this. So we get down to chapter 23, and we find there that uh, David's been called upon to help, help a... Uh, Help us place a help us town, and uh, do you remember what went on with that? Or um, <laughs> well, you're going to read it there. I'm going to read it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's uh, good. Yeah. Behold, the Philistines fight against Keilah, Keilah. and they rob the uh, threshing, threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, "Shall I go and smite the Philistines?" And the Lord said to David, "Go and smite them." Oh, then the interesting thing about that is David's men were afraid. Yeah. And uh, here's another place where maybe we could add a little commentary about how this all worked together in the mind of the Lord, because David went back and inquired of the Lord again, again. after the, um, his men said that they were afraid. And, uh, right. you know, uh, uh, the Lord is patient. He is merciful with us. So if, uh, if we feel like the Lord has called us to do something and people question us, uh, I don't think he is offended when we come back again oh, no. and ask him. So no. David came and, uh, and asked the Lord, mm-hmm. and the Lord said, 
that he should go down to Keilah and that he would deliver the Philistines into the hands. And so David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines, and they brought away the cattle and smote with it a great slaughter. So David saved uh, the inhabitants of Keilah. Yep. But uh, we find that Saul knew where he was, then, didn't he? Yes. And so David, uh, Saul was going to come down and, and, and overtake David and them. And uh, something interesting happened there. And that was uh, the fact that there was uh, another another skirmish that broke out that they had to they had to Saul had to go back and uh, turn away from going after David. They go back. And that's how God. So the Lord worked him. all the that Lord out. Works all that, worked all that out. Uh, and then we find that there was a, a renewed covenant uh, with David in the wilderness with uh, Jonathan. With Jonathan and you know Jonathan affirmed the fact that yeah. that. That David would be king. Yeah, and he said that even his father knew that. Yeah, right. He knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Not ready to accept it, yeah. but he knows it. Well, we find later that he does. That he does say that, and whether he believed it or not. Right. <laughs> he did. I mean, in one of those uh, episodes, I don't know if it's in this it, section or not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it yeah. is. Okay. A part <laughs> where, of it is. Yeah. Where um, yeah. David spares the life, life of yeah. of Saul. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan was uh, one, one thing that didn't work out that Jonathan said is that he would be second in, yeah, in command. Yeah. Of course, yeah, that didn't work. But. Of course, he didn't know the the end from the beginning as God does. Well, I think Jonathan was actually acknowledging to David that says, "I don't have a I don't have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with you being king, and I know that if you're king, I would be second. So you know, I'm not worried about this." And uh, he was showing his. His faith in David, I think he was showing his uh, his love for David and his respect for David, and mm-hmm. uh, that he was willing to take second place. And and I think the reason he said that is because if we go back in some of these chapters before, we'll find that Saul, when he was talking to Jonathan, he said, "Don't you understand mm-hmm. what you're doing by being friends with this guy?" He mm-hmm. says, "You are you are infringing on your inheritance. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're." You're to be king. You're to be king. And he seems to have every right to expect to be king. Yeah. But he's willing to. But he's willing to relinquish submit to all of that. Because, God's plan. Yeah, because he knows that. And then we find that David has a narrow escape. Uh, when we get uh, we get down to verse 19 and and through that and uh, and we find that God is still taking care of him. Uh, that. Uh, Saul went along one side of the, the mountain and David and his men along the other side. And uh, it was, it's kind of interesting how, how he, uh, all of this took place. And then in chapter 24, we find where you were talking about that David spares Saul. And I think this is a very interesting chapter uh, because it says that uh, David and his men were hiding in, in a cave. And, and uh, what was it? Saul came down to the sheep pen along the road and a cave was there and he went in to relieve himself mm. and who was in that cave and, and David David was in and his men, his men were mm-hmm. there in that cave I mean that's just like walking into a bear cave and they're it? always encouraging him to take advantage of the situation yeah and uh, they were in the recesses of the cave and uh, so they were saying hey look you know hey, your enemy's here hmm, go get him take his life and the Lord has delivered him into your hand, is what they're, yeah. they're indicating. But David has such a high respect for the office 
even though the man is not living up to it, and he's uh, willing to let the Lord arrange the yeah. situation. Yeah, and where, I think he, even uh, he would replace that, him as yeah. king. And uh, but David did get up secretly, and he went over. and I thought this was interesting how he cut off a portion of his garment there, of his robe. Uh-huh. And uh, you think, well, how in the world could somebody cut off a portion of your robe and you not know it? Mm-hmm. He was pretty skillful, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And he cut that off, and uh, and then whenever that uh, Saul left the cave, we find that uh, David, he comes out and, and uh, he hollers at him and kind of bows down before him. And, and it says and David's heart, uh, David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. Yeah. So oh, even, yeah, he, even that he didn't he feel badly. good about. He yeah. felt badly about doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It gave him and, something to show him, though, at the end. See, I could have. Yeah, yeah, right. I could have yeah. gotten you. I just look at your robe. You can see this This fits perfectly right there. Where. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he says, and David even said to Saul, says, why do you listen to the words of the people who say, look, David intends to harm you? He said, I don't intend to harm you. He said, this is proof, you know. I cut mm-hmm. off a portion of your robe while you were, you know, doing your business. And and, uh, uh, and he said, even someone advised me to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and he says, but I'll not lift my hand against you. He said, I'll not lift up, uh, lift up my hand against you because you're anointed. And he said, I'll, God will take care of this. Yeah. And then I, I, I like that part in verse 13 where he said, the old proverb says, wickedness comes from the wicked people. And David is telling him, I'm not going to do mm-hmm. a wicked thing to you. Right. And actually, we can go to Proverbs and Proverbs 18, I think, and it kind of mm-hmm. gives us that, right. uh, that scripture. However, Proverbs came maybe after this, but uh, Solomon used it <laughs> because mm-hmm. it was an old yep. proverb. He said, my hand will never be against you. Who has the king of Israel come after? Who are you chasing after? A dead dog? A single flea? Mm-hmm. So David's saying, why are you chasing me? Well, what do you want from me? What did mm-hmm. I do? I haven't done anything to you. Matter of fact, you know, I've had the opportunity to take your life, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. He's not presenting himself as somebody important or even the, as the next king, as no. even though God would have it to be that way. And it said that Saul Saul wept aloud. Said he it kind of kind of broke him there for a little bit, didn't it? Not for too long, though. No, not for too long. In verse twenty, he says, "Now I know for certain you will be, be king." king. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's serious about that. He said, "And the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hand." And I think for the moment he thought that. Uh, but there again, we find that uh, the evil spirit that was about mm-hmm. Saul. Mm-hmm. Just as eating him up, wasn't it? Yeah. Eating him up. Knew it, but was not willing to accept it. At least not in the at no. least not in the long run. Right. Maybe briefly. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm king, I'm still going to try to protect this position. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to protect my uh, my heritage and, and my son's position uh, as long as I can. Then we have the, the story of David, Nabal, and, and Abigail. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find this is where David uh, finds his wife, Abigail. But uh, it's interesting, uh, Samuel died. Now, this is where 
Samuel kind of moves off of the pages, and we have others who move on, and uh, those are specifically Gad and Nathan who come mm-hmm. on. Uh, but they buried him. And he said, then a man of uh, Maon uh, had a business in, in Carmel, and uh, he was very rich. He had a lot of animals. He had a lot of livestock, and he was very wealthy. And, uh, and says he had a wife whose name was Abigail, and uh, that she was very intelligent and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet this man, he was harsh and evil in his dealings. And so, probably a man full of himself. Uh, full of himself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look what I've got. Kind of reminds you of the rich man in the New Testament, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just tear my barns down, build bigger ones, and then I'll say, soul, take ease. Uh-huh. Yeah. While David was in the wilderness, uh, he heard that Nabal was uh, shearing sheep, and so he sent ten of his young men down there to tell him, hey, you know, uh, we we just need some help here and everything. He, he told him what to say. He said, uh, tell him this. He said, long life to you, the peace and peace to you, uh, peace to your family and peace to all that is yours. And I hear you were shearing sheep, and uh, when your sheep were with us, when your shepherds were with us, and actually this man's shepherds were with them, and they actually surrounded those uh, shepherds and sheep and protected them mm-hmm. while they were with them. And he tells him that, reminds him of that, that you know we took care of your people, and we're looking for you to now help us and take care right. of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need we need some food, we need some victuals, and and of course this guy says, "Who is David?" Who is Jesse's son? I don't know who you are. He said, many slaves are running from their masters. And uh, he said, I suppose to take my, and they supposed to take my bread and my water and my meat that I butchered uh, from my shears. And uh, he refused to help him. Well, these men came back and they told David about it. Yeah. Yeah, there's constantly an excuse for not helping somebody. Yeah. And... Uh, so he could he could look and he could find one that he thought was a legitimate excuse, the fact that uh, David is broken away from Saul and uh, mm-hmm. although maybe Nabal didn't know the whole story, maybe he did, maybe it's what he heard, but uh, he was unwilling to help at that point, and perhaps he was just a selfish man. Yeah. We can see all kinds of lessons in that, can't we? Mm-hmm. The fact that he may have been selfish. Or the fact that he didn't know the whole story. How many times do we make decisions when, in certain things when we don't know the whole mm-hmm. story? It's the reason we got to be very careful on how we judge on things, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, we know he was foolish because um, that's what his wife's going to say. Well, about well, his wife, <laughs> his, his wife is going to say that. Well, and uh, they were going to come down there and and, and take him, kill him. Uh, take what they wanted but then Abigail she heard about it one of the servants said you know mm-hmm. this is what your husband told him and you know David's going to come here and mm-hmm. so Abigail quickly she gets together uh, some some bread and says here uh, in my scripture it says he took 200 loaves of bread two jar, uh, clay jars of wine five butchered sheep a bushel of roasted grain a hundred clusters of raisins and 200 cakes of uh, pressed figs and load them on a donkey to take to him. And I wonder if her husband would ever miss that. <laughs> he and must I, have had whole. He must have been very rich, and he wouldn't miss that. And 
Sure, she did that all behind his back. All behind his back, yeah. And, and well, obviously she did. I think a little later in the story tells us that. But mm-hmm. she went down there and she met with David and she kind of stopped this uh, this invasion that David was going to going to do and and everything. And uh, found out that she was a, a very wise a very wise woman. Well, she was just the opposite of her husband. Though. Absolutely. Benevolent, Absolutely. giving, wise. He was foolish, selfish. And oh, she told David that. She said, my Lord should pay no attention uh, to this worthless fool, Nabal. <laughs> she called him a fool. And she said, his name means stupid. And stupidity <laughs> is. is all he knows. That's <laughs> oh, kind of interesting. And yet we find that when she goes back, uh, he had been having a uh, kind of a party. He was drunk. So she didn't say anything to him about this situation. Mm-hmm. And then later, the next morning, he was sober. She told him all about it and everything. And uh, and then it says his heart died. I suppose he had a heart attack. Perhaps he did. It said his heart died, and he became and he a became stone. a stone. And it's what about ten days later, the Lord struck him dead. Mm-hmm. So apparently, he had a heart attack from all of this, or had a heart failure. And, and after 10 days, he succumbed to it, and, and, and he mm-hmm. died. And what happened after that? David heard. Da- um, well, she became David's wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah David heard about all of that. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He sent, he sent uh, some messengers down there and told her, you know, that, you know, David wants to marry you. You know, you do this, you know, mm-hmm. you want to. And she said, uh, here I am, your servant. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was ready and willing. Yeah. This is how David became married to Abigail. Yeah. Then we come down into the last chapter of our message for this week or our study for this week, and we find that David again spares Saul. And you want to tell us a little bit about so, that? So uh, we have a somewhat of a repeat of uh, what we've seen in uh, mm-hmm. chapter 24. And uh, um, the Ziphites this time are selling uh, David out to Saul mm-hmm. and telling him that he's hiding the hill. And so then Saul arose and went down the wilderness of Ziph, and he had 3,000 chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness. So he's uh, got a large company with him. Yeah. I guess he was determined that uh, this time we're going to get him. Mm-hmm. So uh, they sent out... Uh, David sends out spies and understood that Saul was coming to him in very deed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I guess he heard about this, and he sent out spies to find out if this was true, and indeed Saul was coming. And David arose and went to a place where Saul had pitched, and David beheld the place where Saul lay, mm-hmm. and Abner, the son of Ner. And uh, Saul lay in the trench, and the people... Um, pitched a tent, and then David answered and said to Ahimelech, the Hittite, and to Abishai, the son of, uh, these names are wonderful, Zeruiah, brother to Joab, who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? And Abishai said, I will go. And David and Abishai came by night, and behold, Saul was sleeping there. He's lying there sleeping in the trench, and... uh, And he's men around him. And the men, it's men around him, yeah, so... and Abner there with him, yeah. So David, uh, Saul is is supposedly well protected, mm-hmm. but uh, it's time for a, 
a nap or time to go to sleep. And uh, so Abishai says to David, the God, again, we use God mm-hmm. in here. God has delivered your enemy into your hand. Now let me smite him. And uh, David then says to him, don't destroy him. For who can stretch his hand? Once, that, once again, yeah. here comes this phrase, against the Lord's, Lord's anointed anointing. and be guiltless. Well, and this guy, he wanted to spear him through. He mm-hmm. said, I'll pin him to the ground and right. i only have to do it one time. <laughs> he was bound to determine. That's right. <laughs> That's right. David stopped him. Yeah. So, um, oh, so then David once again has, um, has uh, some things that he takes. Mm-hmm. The spear and the water. The spear and the water. And uh, then I believe he said, uh, oh, he, he, uh, he t- calls out to Abner. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't you guarding the, in essence, yeah, why aren't you is, guarding the king? Yeah, I this mean, was what, after they get up and everything, and Abner you know, mm-hmm. calls him and said, yeah, you're supposed to be the king's bodyguard. <laughs> said, are you not a valiant man who is like you in Israel? Uh, wherefore have you uh, not kept the Lord your king? For there came out one of the people intending to destroy the king. And so David lets them know what Abishai wanted David to do to Saul, or what Abishai actually wanted to do. He wanted to, but uh, he said, "This is not a good thing." And as the Lord lives, you are worthy to die because you have not you have not kept your master, the Lord's anointed. Mm -hmm. So he refers to Saul once again as the Lord's anointed, and then he says, "Here are the here's a spear Mm -hmm. and the cruise of water that was at his bolster." Yep, Uh, then. Saul becomes emotional again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Calls him his son. Is, is, that, is that your voice, my son, David? Mm-hmm. And David replies, it is. And uh, Saul says, I have sinned. So, so Saul's confessing his sin mm-hmm. once again. Oh, come back to me, David. It's a repentance that does not yeah. last, of course. Yeah. So... Um, but he tells David, he said, I'll never harm you again because today you considered my life precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's interesting how we can make promises and everything at certain times in our lives. Mm-hmm. They don't hold out. Yeah. Then in verse 25, you've got the uh, mm-hmm. David's confirmation, or Saul's confirmation of what David will do. You know, Once again, he yeah. temporarily pro- proclaims this, blessed be thou. Blessed be you, my son David. Mm-hmm. You shall do great things, and you shall also prevail. Yeah. And then David went to his place, and Saul returned to his place. And yeah. These were the last words that I believe they had to each other. Isn't it? I believe so. This is their last last confrontation. And wow. And of course, next week you will be getting into chapter twenty-seven, I believe, and uh, you'll have uh, maybe a couple of other guys here to talk with you, but. Um, I thank you, Nathan, for being oh. here and sharing those things with us today. It's well, thank uh, you. God's for your word is just great. Leadership in this, yeah. God's word is just tremendous, and there's so many things again to look at in these in these chapters, just as it was last week. Uh, please look at them and uh, and take a, take note of your own life and uh, see how the man hasn't changed much. You know, see, we that man's still the same. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, I always think it was, it, God says, I change not. You know, I'm saying yesterday, day, and forevermore. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, man doesn't change either. Doesn't change know? much. Yeah, we're, we're made in the image and likeness of God, so we don't change either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but ours is, not a, ours is not a good way. But 
anyway, you have a wonderful day. Thank you all for joining us today. And uh, have good readings this week and enjoy it. May God bless you.